And I, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you're supposed to respect your elders because you're Asians. Fuck off. No, I don't. Or respect is earned, right? That's one thing I don't like about Asian culture. I'm sorry, but respect is earned. Just because you're older in age doesn't mean uh, I have to automatically respect you. So you got all these elderly Republicans going, what? You got all these elderly, elderly Republicans um, trying to, they're so slow to condemn the actions of the left, but they're so quick to condemn the actions of fellow young conservatives who speak out because they want to look nice, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way that I, you and I, the way that I've been speaking with you right now, like some old establishment Republican, some elderly Republican is going to be listening to this, is going to be like, wow, that's not the way we talked in 1954. Take out those dentures and suck my dick. <laughs> back to another episode of the done right podcast today we have a really exciting guest a good friend of mine daniel the korean conservative daniel thanks so so much for joining us on the podcast it's so great to have you on it's good to see you again man and uh yeah i've been following your work for for quite some time and uh and uh i thought that you were so important to um uh, uh, the young conservative movement uh, to the point where like, you know, that time when the first great Instagram purge happened to the conservatives and you got wiped out. Like you saw, like, I was like, Hey, Instagram, what the fuck is your problem? Like, why'd you get rid of my friend? Like I did what I could to get you back. And then you came back. So. Uh, I, that, that definitely was uh, for people who mostly know me, I'm not a very uh, small egoed person. So with the fact that Instagram went specifically after me, I was like, I boosted my ego a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a badge of honor, man. It's a badge of honor. I'm like, you can't be walking around the street credit unless you've been purged at least once, right? Oh, dude, yeah. So uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is like you, you're you one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram and on social media Thank because you. you just you say exactly how it is. And I feel like in the modern day society of political correctness and social justice and Try not to hurt anybody's feelings and everybody's afraid to be culture, cancel cultured. It's like, although it might be abrasive, it's a fresh or a breath of fresh air to hear that kind of stuff because, you know, you don't, you're not usually hearing that all the time. And I feel like some people are just censored so much. They're afraid to speak the truth and uh, you're out here every day and not afraid to offend people. And I, I love it. And so like, what kind of brought you to that? Like, did you just one day you know, you just wake up and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to start going off on people on Instagram or, you know, like what happened with that? Okay. So um, you've met me in person and for anybody who, who, who has met me in person or has known me uh, and to be quite honest, anytime, any period longer than one month, like I'm exactly the same in person as I am online. But I'm, although, although I've been working on, um, the in-person part I've been working on like tempering a little bit because there is a time and a place in the real world there's a time and a place for it mm-hmm. um so I've, I've been learning that and you know turning 33 very soon like it's kind of I gotta calm I gotta calm down a little bit otherwise like otherwise like uh how the fuck am I gonna get married anyway um so it's uh um but uh yeah so what what ended up happening was um the number one reason why I'm I speak the way that I do is because uh, and it's not really intentional because I, uh, it's how I am, like I just said, but it's important for me to speak the way that I do primarily because people don't expect, they expect conservative people to speak bluntly, but they certainly don't expect it from an Asian American male 
because we're culturally a little more quiet and shy and, and we keep to ourselves. So if I'm going to be an example to other Asian American conservatives, I can't keep playing. I can't play the nice guy just because I want more followers. So there are plenty of other conservatives who who walk the line, right? They, they walk the line um, perfectly balanced so that they can get uh, a wider or they can reach a wider audience. They're safer. Um, I don't I've never wanted to operate that way. I've always wanted to cross the line. Why? Because First of all, the leftists cross it all the time. Nobody seems to nobody seems to call them out on it, like for real, for real. Uh, people on the left, the, all the different demographics, all the subsections of the left have all these double standards for themselves, especially when it comes to things like race and gender. They have a lot of double standards. Like I, I, you could point out a number of contradictory issues with feminism alone, right? Like oh, female equality, but let's let biological men into sports. That's a contradiction in and of itself. And then you got people who are like, we want racial equality, but it's okay for black comedians to make fun of Asians because y'all Asians got it good though. But if Asian comedians dared or white comedians dared to speak uh, with the same level of jokes against the black community, they, they would go they would go insane. So these kinds of double standards, like I'm not the only one who notices it. I'm just one of the few people who's willing to call it out the way it is. So the reason why people get so offended when I say it, part of the reason is because it's so coming from an Asian American male who is able to speak on it the way that I do. It, it's, it's surprising to them, which makes it more offensive to them. Like, how dare you step out of your box? And I, I'm, I'm just sitting here saying, go fuck yourself, bitch. There is no box. Absolutely. And I think uh, that's why me and you have connected so well is like, I think my mission, at least for this podcast and, and, and just in general, is like we've always had this stereotype of conservative of being white males uh, in our late 60s that like hate other races and we're not cool and we don't listen to rap music and we don't have fun and we don't go do stuff and we're just sitting at home watching Fox News all the time. And, you know, to see other people out there like like you, not only speaking out, but like, uh, you know, calling out the hypocrisy of, of the left. There's so often times that I've been looked at and I have brown skin and we've made the joke before. It's like, well, everybody thinks I'm Hispanic so that I'm supposed to vote a certain way because of the color of my skin. And they put me in this box. I've even had a lady come up to me when I was registering people to vote telling me, oh, how could you be a conservative? You're such a, uh, a traitor to your race, like just some white lady. And I was like, why are you going to like, how is that not racism within itself? Like you're going to you're going to put me in this box because of my skin color that I'm supposed to think a certain way. Um, it's just been absolutely nuts. And it's just, it's been so great to see uh, people like you uh, coming out and speaking about this. And like, we saw, we saw a lot of what you were talking about with like the feminist stuff this week with not, or well, just, just this month in general, I guess uh, we saw the Joe Biden talk about uh, putting biological males in sports um, and just completely ruining the whole purpose of title nine um mm -hmm. i mean you even got left leftists like tulsa gabbard speaking out about this mm -hmm. um, and then w we saw another big instance with uh, gina carraro mm -hmm. talking about you know we have a strong female lead something that feminists have been talking about for a really long time like i love my star wars movies i love my marvel movies and mm -hmm. i've i always heard that like you know the mandalorian like oh well we don't have female leads they're always just supporting characters that just sit down and they always have to be saved and all this stuff now you finally have a strong female lead and you cancel out of existence because she says be nice to other people otherwise you'll be like the nazis mm. 
I mean, I always knew. Okay, so first of all, on that topic of like race, it's funny because they're like, um, uh, they come up to you and they're like, they assume like you might be Latino or something. So they go, how could you vote for blah, 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 because something, something white supremacy, right? And we were joking about this earlier, but if anybody who's met me in person, you know that I'm, I really am like this. I'm one of, usually I'm one of the palest people in a room. So for those of you who are not listening to this, but you're also watching, watching this, this is a lightsaber. It's it, the, the sunlight from my window is, is reflecting off of my skin to the point where it's actually illuminating part of the, the desk in front of me. So, so they, they want to categorize by race, but the thing is, AKA skin color, but the thing is, I'm usually paler than most white people that I know. They usually have a tan to them. So, so then am I supposed to be like, first of all, where's my white privilege? I'd like some, please. And second of all, uh, if you're going to categorize by skin color, you're, you're, you're already, you're already, because when they say uh, you have to vote, uh, when they're comparing and contrasting skin color and white privilege, they really just mean anybody who's not black or black and Latino versus everybody else. So then when you bring Asians into the question, leftists really get confused because we're light skin, but then we're people of color, but then we're doing really, really well. Uh, so we, we don't take the victim mentality stance, you know, and then so they have a hard time placing us anywhere. And that's why leftists never want to talk about Asians because our success, while not only being people of color, but also the minority of the ethnic minority groups in America, statistically, population-wise, we outperform everybody. So talking about Asians forces them to look at why certain demographics can't do the same way, which will then force them to have to take personal responsibility and accountability uh, into question and why some demographics might lack it, culturally speaking. And then, but it's so much easier to just say uh, uh, white privilege instead of being like, hey, maybe we should work harder. But then again, when you bring Asians into the question, it, it disrupts their narrative because Asians do work. We're notorious for our work ethic and look where it's gotten us. We've come pretty far. And then uh, on the topic of the Gina Carano thing, okay, okay, here's the thing. When I heard she was getting canceled, I actually wasn't worried at all about her, her career. I, I, and, and here are the reasons why. Out of, okay, so, you know, like the fight game, UFC, just in general, the fight game has become a little more, ever since Conor McGregor, it's, it's been a little bit more about like theater, uh, showmanship, um, uh, luxury spending, stuff like that, right? I'm not saying all fighters do that, but it, uh, some fighters have like upped their game on the spending stuff. Gina Carano to date, I've never seen her or heard of her splurging at all. She mm. seems very practical. If you look at her Instagram, does she have a lot of pictures of herself on a jet or, or anything like that? No, right? So first of all, she's still getting her royalties from, from very high profile movies like Fast and the Furious 6, Deadpool, any number of independent action movies she's done. She's still living off the royalties from that while not spending anywhere near the same amount as most other superstars, okay? Uh, so she's going to be fine as far as financial goes. I was never worried about that. Uh, and then now that she's a openly conservative and canceled by the left, she can still make a, a really damn good living by being a spokesperson or a guest speaker at any number of conservative events, any conservative podcast, any because anything like that. She'll, she'll be fine. And finally, the third reason why I was never worried about her is because she's still one of the finest, baddest bitches on the planet. So if she wanted to, she could just like get a, a yet another modeling gig and get keep making money that way. I was never worried about her. She's amazing. Well, you, you saw uh, Daily Wire picked her up, right? Oh yeah, exactly. And then that's what. Okay, I was when when I heard about her cancellation, I was this close to making one of my like reels, like addressing it. 
But then literally the next day, Daily Wire, like she has a movie deal with Daily Wire. So I was like, okay, so she's fine. I don't need to, I don't need to give her words of encouragement or anything. She's more than fine. I don't need to, I don't need to do anything. I love her. Yeah, I, I, I was so, and what I loved about it is like, she didn't apologize for it. Like she was oh just like, she, like uh, one of the things that I really hated about like Morgan Wallen, right, uh, was he came out and he's like, I'm so sorry. And, and I, I'm, so, I'm tired of, and it's like, but when you get to a point where it's like, how, how many, how, when has that ever helped anybody? Right. Like mm. it, it hasn't. And it was like, what it people don't understand is, or celebrities like that is like what got him uncanceled was the fact that he was a good enough artist and like people supported him and people thought he was doing the right thing so there was no reason for him to need to like apologize like he got a, he had to apologize for going to a covid party and then he had to apologize for using the n-word but it wasn't even like in a within a racial context whatsoever and then it's like but did it win him back the left supporters no they still want to see him canceled it's like never, what's the point never. of that and so that's when one of the guys to the left. You're what 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 conservatives are doing, and a lot of rhinos and and establishment conservatives are when they apologize to the left. All you're doing is giving them power because it, it it validates their their bully mentality. If you get on your knees and say sorry, and some and in with in case of the in the case of the BLM bullshit, like literally get on your knees for BLM. Like all you're doing is giving them power. So the minute you draw a line and said, "Bitch, make me." It, they, like they what, what are they gonna do like that you're either you can't really do anything to that you know what i mean like gina carano literally said bitch make me and then she got many more job opportunities that's how it's supposed to be but anybody who capitulates the left and gives them more power you're you're doing nothing for for it you're, you're doing nothing because you're not even trying to make uh you might be doing that because you want to try to make conservatives like look nice but what has nice gotten us it hasn't gotten us a lot trump didn't win the first time around because he was being nice he said it like it was and everybody wanted that it was a breath of fresh air and so for did he ever get on his knees and apologize to blm for the sins of the past in to which he has no connection to no he he just you know he said a few obligatory words and he moved on and people still love him yeah, I mean, I I even like to think of it as even just the politicians and how they run their states have done better by people who are just saying things how they are and just moving on, right? Like Ron DeSantis in Florida, Florida, oh, yeah. Florida is thriving right now. And like they want to look at every statistic that they possibly can to try and get Florida, but they can't. And like statistically and by like the numbers, Florida has an older population. Uh that has a warmer population, which COVID can like move around a lot better. Like COVID should have ravaged Florida, especially with the, the non, you know, uh, regulatory standards that they had, it should have ravaged it. And it had not, it wasn't even close to New York who had probably some of the strictest standards. It wasn't even close to California who had some of the strictest standards and their economy's thriving. Everybody's doing great. They just won a Super Bowl. They host just hosted a Super Bowl. And uh, you know, the biggest controversy that Ron DeSantis has right now is say he was caught without a mask drinking a beer at the mm. Super Bowl. And he's like, well, it's not the law. So I'm mean, like, how am I supposed to drink a beer with no mask on or with a mask on? And so like, and those kind of people, it's like are growing in support greatly. And then when you have, you have people like Gavin Newsom, who, what, California has been shut down since last March. It has mm. never really reopened. 
the mm-hmm. restaurants are dying the the mm-hmm. businesses are leaving tesla's leaving um and they're talking about recalling gavin newsom it's like oh it's gonna happen we've already passed the number of signatures necessary and yeah, so I living in Los Angeles, like I've been in lockdown mode. Well, I still go to the Beverly Hills Trump rallies and the Huntington Beach Trump rallies. And so those have always been open. And then Huntington Beach is very conservative. So they stayed open too. And we like Patriots always like uh, supported the restaurants down there. I didn't really, uh, and you know, because I work in a relatively cush job, thankfully, um, I was able to work from home. So like, I didn't really feel the same effects that a lot of Americans did until I found out that my favorite Oh, this still hurts. Um, my favorite fried chicken joint closed down. You're going to pour one out? Permanently. And I know what some people are thinking. It couldn't be that good. It was really, it was good. It was, it was really good fried chicken. And now I won't get them back anymore. And they were so close to my house and I could just pick it up and come. But now they don't exist anymore. So I blame that on Gavin Newsom, fucking cocksucker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it's so crazy because uh, you're just kind of seeing like the double standards and like who they're, I guess who they're they're catering to. Uh, like the Hollywood movie industry is allowing mm-hmm. to have outdoor outdoor dining and all these sets and everything going on, and they're still allowed to film and go back to work. And then everybody else in California, your working class, it's like to me, it's crazy. And I think we've talked about this before how the conservative party, the Republican party has moved from the party of big corporate to the middle class. Like guys mm-hmm. like me and you were like, Hey, you know, I don't own a yacht or any of that. And I don't donate a hundred thousand dollars to the Democrat party or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, my voice doesn't matter here in California or in, you know, in, back in Nevada where I'm from or in New York, but like the conservative party and we're, these pipeliners are starting to learn it too when they just got laid off by Joe mm-hmm. Biden. Like Democrats don't really care about them very much. First of all, you don't have a yacht yet. Let's be yeah. optimistic. Hey, hey, listen, Dogecoin, it could go up there. So, you know, who knows? If- also, you know, I would assume by the time you have enough money to buy a yacht, like how often you are you planning? use a boat you know what i mean like is that something you really need or is that just the status symbol i mean you could invest that money into something way more worthwhile and practical i mean yeah i mean obviously but it's a yacht it's like if, oh, okay. if i if i had it if i had a yacht i'd probably live on the yacht i'm not gonna lie to you really yeah it'd be fun i think good luck man Bar- barnacle scraping is no is no easy task barnacle when scraping boring costs you're you're, no, 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 you're no. when you're that rich you don't you don't scrape your own barnacles oh <laughs> we got an elitist here hey be careful with that elitist attitude you're gonna just turn uh turn into a democrat pretty soon no uh it's yeah i mean but it's crazy because i think for the first time we're gonna start to see like this radical change of of Democrats, Republicans. And it's like, mm-hmm. what started under Trump is only going to get worse. I mean, the Biden administration, the first week, the trending Twitter topic mm-hmm. was regretting voting for Biden. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Biden doesn't, is so out of touch. He doesn't realize what um, a big impact that he's having on the middle-class worker. Like mm-hmm. for me, I have a truck. Like I had noticed that the gas went up 30 cents here in, in Arizona. And I was like, WTF, bro? Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, I thought you were all about the working class guy. Or uh, they're talking about capital gains tax for all those guys 
now wanting trying to invest their stuff in stocks and you're like well now i'm gonna pay on capital gains on money that i don't have yet it's like mm. but what are we getting in return for this right now at this point it's like I, you're gonna get your business decimated but oh here's 600 bucks like thanks for playing not to mention the uh you know like a lot of the work this is how out of touch he is he, you know like a lot of the working class whether, whether they're democrat or republican um or they identify as liberal or conservative like a lot of middle America, even the Democrats among middle America, like they are still proud gun owners. They like they are for a second amendment, but now Biden, you know, his, his proposed 200 uh, tax on all any and all firearms, $200 tax plus $200 for every magazine you own. Like it, 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 all it does is, is all of his policies seem to really cater to one very elite demographic of people that won't be really that affected. Gas prices, like, who like do Hollywood celebs have to worry about that? Not not really, right? Um, uh, 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 things like uh, things like gun ownership. Do they have to worry about that? No, because they have they can hire their own security guards. Uh, minimum uh, wage. Yeah, minimum well, wage is gonna yeah. minimum wage. Not something they have to worry about it because they're they don't they're not private business owners. Uh, so like mom and pop shops, so they don't have to worry about things like like uh, uh, cost benefit analysis because to them it's just they're always gonna be making a profit. Well, we'll see about that, right? People are, people are saying there's going to be um, more and more of a divide between job fields. So right now there's like the liberal tech industry, which is like the big ones like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. But then the, there are more and more conservative ones coming out. Like granted, Parler was our main thing until it got shut down completely. But there are some conservative social media platforms that operate with their own servers. So Gab, um, I, right now the big one amongst conservatives is Telegram, but we'll see how long that lasts because they don't have their own servers. But what I'm saying is it's starting. Um, for the longest time, people thought that we couldn't have a conservative movie studio. And Daily Wire literally came out with a movie that was pretty fucking dope. Um, and now Gina Carano is hired by Daily Wire to produce, direct, write, or, or, and star in her own movie right off the get-go. So, so and, and believe me, as a conservative, I didn't think we could ever have our own like movie studio. And Daily Wire just fucking did it. So credit yeah. to Yeah, let alone. economy happening. I mean, let alone the, the fast talking, uh, you know, nerdy guy from the Daily Wire is going to be putting out these great movies like. Yeah, him of all people, like he doesn't seem uh, he doesn't seem uh, uh, like the type of person who would like have that much of a vested interest in like producing cool movies like action flicks or anything like that. But he put his money where his mouth is him and his partner put his money, they put their money where their mouth is. They said we need to uh, we, we as conservatives might need to do our own thing and they fucking did it. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> um, um, it's only a matter of time. Like, it's only a matter of time if things keep going the way that they do. It's only a matter of time before conservatives end up having our own, uh, like our own version of YouTube, for example. You know, oh, can you imagine that? How free and open that place would be, our own YouTube note. Like, oh, that'd be, that'd be really cool. And um, even things like, it could even matriculate down into things like our own like conservative only bars, restaurants. I'm not gonna lie, as segregationist as that sounds, that sounds so cool. I think I, I, kind of what you were talking about, but it's, I don't think it's gonna have to get to the point where it's like conservative only, right? I think it's gonna get to a point where we start building. I, I've kind of said this before on like on a different podcast, but like um, the problem I think with conservatives is that the party of free markets and competing ideas has become so lazy that they don't want to create their own free market and 
and competing ideas and they don't want to put it out there. Like conservatives don't go out and start business. Like, like there's a lot of conservatives that won't go out and build servers and start a social media network or like go create movies or go create this or go create that because they don't consider them like stable job fields. Right. And so they just won't go do it. Right. They'll, they'll wait for somebody else to do it. They'll support it, you know, but they won't go do it. Um, I think this push, I, I call, I'm, I, I, w- I want to call it like the conservative renaissance because what it's really becoming mm-hmm. is these pillars of power are now being built in the conservative movement. And it's like, I think that right now, the only reason why there's so many liberals out there is because they're surrounded by liberalism all the time. And like mm-hmm. everything that they hear and see and talk and everything that's around them is liberal. So mm-hmm. there's no reason for them to think that like, okay, this is the way, right. I talked to a lot of my liberal friends and it's like they never they don't ever feel afraid to speak up or they don't ever feel afraid like they're alone in the way they think because their movie stars are liberal their pop stars are liberal the president's liberal you know like and so for us i think the conservatives is that they got to keep doing the things that they're doing and they're we i think there's a lot more conservatives in sports and hollywood and all these other places but we need to build the infrastructure for them to have those safeguards because mm. like I think the only reason why Gina Carano was able to speak up and say what she wanted to say is what you were saying is I think she felt like, okay, if you fired me, like I'm going to get hired somewhere else. Like I watched Louder with Crowder the next morning and they like looked at the camera and like, listen, Gina, if you need a job, we'll come hire you over here. There was like mm-hmm. so many different podcasts were like, Gina, if you need a job, let us know. So I think uh, building those infrastructures and building places where people can go, like for me, um, when parlor went got shut down or whatever i was just like i'm just gonna go back to instagram like i really don't care and then when my instagram got deleted i'm like all right i'll just make another one like so like i think it really needs to get down to that point where like conservatives need to be less scared about talking what they're believing in and i think we're starting to see that shift um Mm. in that paradigm i think right now because you're seeing that with madison cawthorn you're seeing that with matt gates you're seeing that with uh people like my favorite congressman representing representative congress uh paul gosar up in arizona um and you're just seeing a whole new generation of conservatives. And I think sometimes in this social media instant gratification time, we get so used to like, okay, we need things fixed right now. And it, it's going to happen right now. And it needs to happen right now. And if it doesn't happen right now, then it's not going to happen. Um, I think these things take time to build out and, and draw out. I mean, look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for example, right? Like that wasn't something that was built in a day. Um, and now it's just like almost undefeatable movie franchise right so i think with that with daily wire i think if, if they could just continue to do what they're doing if there's other competing studios are going to keep doing what they're doing um i mean we're starting to get our own brand of rap which i think is like super cool right now like oh my god yeah bryson gray uh uh stony the patriot um, the marine or- rapper yeah like i like i love the fact that the marine rapper has become our eminem right like he is so oh. edgy and like he's getting kicked off stuff and what's crazy to me so like what's crazy to me is like me and you grew up with a generation of south park eminem uh you know uh green day like fighting the system against the counterculture all this stuff against censorship against all this stuff and then you're like and then those same people are liberals today Mm -hmm. and you're like what the hell like i thought you because someone has someone in the in entertain the music slash hollywood industry someone has dirt on somebody I think think that's why you're seeing all the rappers come out as conservative. I think that's why you're seeing like Lil Wayne, 50 Cent, like 
all these all these old retired rappers coming out and they're like yeah i like trump because like it makes sense like that's what we were doing like we were fighting the power in the beginning and oh well, we're still fighting the power and the liberals are now the power so it's like the liberals really are currently in terms of like institutions yeah they 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 run it um and believe me this is coming from a guy who works in uh uh i mean we, we were probably going to get to this at some point but <clears throat> so i work in digital media slash tech i'm not going to say which one but it's in los angeles so not only is digital media slash tech a notoriously liberal field um i'm also working in that field in los angeles so when i tell you that in an, in an office of 140 plus and i'm growing that I am one of only two open, open conservatives in the sense that we're open to each other, but nobody else. Like when I say that we're open conservatives, we're two out of 140 plus, that's not an exaggeration. So nobody there, no, 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 nobody there knows for a fact that I'm a MAGA conservative, although I'm, I'm pretty sure they have their suspicions, but in their, the reason why they haven't outright addressed it is because I think in their liberal arrogance, of assuming people of color cannot be MAGA conservatives. They, they, they might, they're thinking to themselves, he has certain conservative tendencies because he disagrees with literally everything that like they're talking about out in the open in the workplace, which is unprofessional. But um, in their liberal arrogance of assuming that like, if you're a person of color in Los Angeles, you cannot be a conservative. They haven't addressed it outright. But because I'm not a coward or a fucking liar, if they came to me straight up and said, are you a MAGA conservative or just in general, are you a conservative? I, I, I would look at, I would look at them in the eye and be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that. And so like for me is, and I guess for you too, is like, I, I guess there just needs to be more conservatives that are just like that. Like I believe what I believe and, and that's what I believe. And, you know, like I'm going to say what I believe because that's what I think too. Right. Like, I, you know, I'm still going to school and I'm finishing my degree and I have liberal teachers all the time and I just post, like, they're like, what do you think about this? And I, I tell them what I think. And, uh, you know, you would be surprised that the amount of people that will like secretly DM you and be like, Hey man, I saw your post and I loved it. I wish I could reshare it or whatever, but I can't. You know, I, I, about this. I, I'm not surprised because that happens all the time with my account. Like all, all the time it happens. Hey man, I wish I could say this. And you know, what's really sad. The people that DM me, the people that DM me the most to, to say thank you, because I feel like I am not allowed to say this based on my skin color. That's sad. That's how racist against white people. Our country has become. I feel like I can't say this. I can't say something due to my skin color. Like when I get messages like that, and believe me, it's a plenty, I get real sad because I'm like, I can't believe we've met, psychologically bullied an entire race of people in this free country to believe that they are not allowed to say something based on their skin color. I can't believe it. That's part of the reason why I, I, uh, I speak the way that I do as well, because it, it's, it's essentially it's like a... Um, it's like a it's like a release valve. It, it takes off the pressure from them to have to bottle up all these feelings inside and, and not be able to say it or, or have someone else say it. it. It's a release valve for them to, to. And I think that's part of the reason why my account like has grown faster, you know, without paying for any 
followers or, or any ads or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like don't nobody got money for that right now. So it, 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 uh, it's the reason why it's grown so much quicker than I expected is because the way that I speak is already something that not only a, that they were looking for, but B it, it, it's, there's a, there's a degree of originality or originality to it. Cause before me and the accent movement that I started, you had maybe one, two or two major Asian conservative like influencers. I hate using that word, but, but just for the sake of conversation, flow of conversation, let's just use that word, right? You had one, maybe two, and then there was nobody else. There was nobody. And believe me, before I started, uh, even before I even thought about starting my own account and the accent movement account and, and all that stuff, I waited around like all the other Asians hoping someone else would do it for first. And all those, I could say all those like years of waiting, nobody was doing it. So I was like, all right, all right, I'll do it. And, and you know, like the, the truth of the, the, the fortunate truth of the matter is black and Latino conservatives are not a rarity anymore. I'm sorry, you go online, you could see plenty of people uh, doing the whole, I'm a black conservative thing. And then they're still talking about it. Like it's somehow a, a unicorn rarity. I'm sorry, but it's not anymore, but that's a good thing. That's how it should be. It shouldn't be a rarity. Um, black Latino conservatives are just not a rarity, especially online, maybe in person, but online, they're not a rarity anymore. Candace Owens, Larry Elder, Thomas Sowell, they already did it and they did it better than most. What really is a rarity are outspoken Asian conservatives. And, uh, and it's not because there aren't a lot of Asian conservatives out there. It's because culturally we've been brainwashed into thinking like we need to stay quiet. So I'm calling out the Asian community too. Like you gotta, to, to, to any and all Asians who are listening to this who are conservative, but you're still afraid to speak out, not because of the fact that you're conservative, but because of the fact that you're Asian. That, okay, Asian culture has, has brought us a lot of success, right? It's, 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 uh, it's breeded out victim mentality. It's uh, instilled work ethic, discipline, honor, uh, uh, civility um, um, amongst uh, a system based on meritocracy like America is for now. Um, but it, 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 ha it has its defects too. It's, it's uh, beaten us into submission. Our own culture has beaten us into a form of mental submission. So I can, I can call out Asian culture aspects of defect, defective aspects of Asian culture if I want to, because I'm, I'm Korean. So for the Asian conservatives who want to speak up but can't because you, you feel for some odd reason that you can't speak out and the only thing really stopping you is yourself, fuck all that noise, right? I'm doing it for, I'm doing it on behalf of everyone who feels like they can't speak out, which is most of you, but I can't keep speaking on your behalf forever. Like I'm not your motherfucking mom or dad. I can't carry your hand, like hold your hand and walk you through this online journey for the rest of my fucking life. Cause one day I'm gonna have my own wife and kids and I won't have the time to speak on your behalf anymore. I just can't. So for fuck's sake, if you're listening to this, break out of that, that mental prison that our own Asian culture instilled in us to, to, to stay quiet. What has that brought us? That's, that's give, what has that brought us? Nothing, nothing. So uh, in, uh, on those terms, there's actually a lot that we can learn from fe uh, fellow conservatives who are black and Latino, because at least culturally they're, they, they're allowed, they've allowed themselves to be loud and outspoken. And we could use a little bit more of that. No, I 100% agree. And I think that's that was a big thing for me. And I feel especially, you know, maybe not on a racial level, but like when I was a younger conservative, um, I was told to sit down, shut up, you know, wait my turn, whatever. I'm not, you know, I'm not whatever. And I watched the conservative movement consistently fuck things up. And yeah. uh, 
you know, move toward uh, a, a branding that was alienating a lot of people. And I told that, you know, moving away from technology and moving away from, you know, bringing into this people. And I tell people that, you know, I love the electoral college because it helps conservatives get elected, but you know, you can't, we can't rely on the electoral college for the rest of our lives. Right. Like we got to be out to go out and speak to people and discuss and have ideas and a free exchange of ideas. And I think the biggest difference that we're having between liberals and conservatives is like when you go out there and you have these free discussions of ideas, like what Charlie Kirk does, or, uh, you know, like what Crowder does with the change of my mind and they go out to the places and they have these discussions. I think what you more see more often is when conservatives go out and talk to liberals, they're shunned. Right. But when liberals come to the table and talk to conservatives, they're embraced and mm. people are like, oh, that's not true. There's racist, racist conservatives out there. Yeah, there's racist conservatives, there's racist liberals. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, the more I've been on both sides of the aisle and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the, the liberals are way worse than the conservatives. Oh, I think way worse, way worse, because I think for me is the hypocrisy behind it. Right. It's like, oh, you're supposed to you're like welcome here unless you're a certain race that doesn't think a certain way. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you don't fit in this box. So there's no room for you. Like you can't be a pro-life liberal. You can't like, mm-hmm. there's no room for you there. Like you could be yeah. all about the green new deal, be all mm-hmm. about that. But you're just like, ah, I'm pro-life. Well, sorry, there's no room for you here. Whereas mm-hmm. in the conservative movement, there's that free exchange. There's, there's a spectrum in the conservative movement. There's, yeah. there's pro-choice conservatives. There's, there's pro-life conservatives. There's uh, you know, mm-hmm pro-gun conservatives and like there's people that are about gun control I, you know i'll have more conversations with them but um it's crazy to see like how the societal pushes are of like hey shut up stay in your lane are like 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 that unless you're a part of a some type of victim group and i don't think like putting people in these victim groups is solving anything for anybody right like eventually the mask is going to have to come down on things. Like I I've said this before and I, you know, I've gotten some flack for it, but like when you look at like the LBGTQ community, right. It's like uh, the liberals just sold to them. Like, well, if we just get marriage rights, marriage equality rights, and um, you know, like trans rights and all this stuff, like everything's going to be solved and everything, all, everything. And that's, that's the only thing that's keeping you guys down right now. Cool. Now you guys have all the same rights as us. Do you still feel great about it? No. And that's why you're starting to see more LBGTQ people coming over the conservative movement because they're like, okay, everything you just promised that was going to be a solution was not the solution. And like WTF, you're like leaving us on the side of the, the field. And you're seeing that a lot with Black Lives Matter right now. And you're seeing that a lot with all the other races that are, are with the Democrats is like they got left behind. It's what day 20 and Joe Biden still has not met with Black Lives Matter. Like they've been left, mm. they've been left behind. And uh, almost willingly like democrats are willing to like throw them under the bus now for the riots that they had last summer it's like what i mean the ones that you sponsored and bailed people out of jail for and told that needed to happen in the streets like oh no you want to say that you were not a part of it because now you're trying to get donald trump on the same stuff so i think that uh uh so with all the obvious throwing under the bus stuff that's going on by the Democrats to all these different groups that they used to pander to. I hope, the optimistic part of me hopes that it finally opens the eyes of the liberal side. The more realistic part of me knows that um, 
the more realistic part of me knows that in their, with all the pride that the liberal side has, they have too much self-indulged pride. They won't allow themselves to, even though they saw it and heard it with their own eyes at this point, they will, but if, uh, when it comes to any, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be Trump. When it comes to a conservative uh, runner, uh, runner for, for POTUS, or to be honest, any real like high ranking position in the government or high profile position in the government, their pride will not allow them to remember and acknowledge how the Democrats cheated them after the Democrats got what they want. So they will once again, gin up on the, probably another series of riots, probably another, um, another race-based race issue to divide people, to separate voting blocks, another, it, it'll be ginned up again and the liberals in their pride and arrogance will, will ride with it one more time. That's the realistic part of me speaking um, because there's a, re there's a reason why people, uh, I don't know if, uh, there's a reason why pride is one of the greatest sins because with pride comes this high degree of um, knowing something's wrong, but choosing to go with the side that's wrong because of the pride, right? So when it comes to the liberals, they, they, they have a lot of pride. They, they really do think they know it all. And then, so even when they're proven wrong, they'll still call you something like racist because they have no counter arguments. So it, that's why pride is, is or, you know, probably the greatest sin because it, it's, the, it's the differentiating, it's the differentiating factor between ignorant and knowing, but still choosing to go the wrong way. It's, it's the pride is, is, is what's, uh, and then so the, when it comes to Christianity, the concept of choice is so important because uh, love is freely given, it, but we just have to choose to accept it. The, the same way works, you know, like, you know, pride is always there for anybody to have, but you choose whether or not you wanna, you wanna uh, 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 let it metastasize into, in, in your brain and soul to, to, and heart to, to start choosing the opposite, opposite of what you know to be wrong and or strange. Um, I, I mean, I don't think it's any sort of coincidence that it's called the gay pride parade, you know, like, I don't think it's any sort of coincidence, like, so, or, or, um, I mean, to, to be honest, like I see it when, when it comes to like BLM related posts or BLM related marketing or BLM related anything, it's always black pride, like, can you imagine if white people were like white pride, like the, the outcry that would be, I'm sorry, like, the double standard that you have comes from a degree of pride and not good pride, but like the sinful pride, the ignorance catalyst pride. You're, 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 when, you say, when you go around saying black pride, knowing that you wouldn't feel the same way about some, a white person saying white pride, you, you, it, it's the wrong kind of pride that you're talking about here. If you have a double standard with pride, you, it's the sinful pride that you're, that you're going for. And in your hatred and ignorance, you, you go around saying black pride, black pride, but in your hatred and ignorance, when, it, when another conservative, whether it's Trump or not, starts running for POTUS again, all that black pride stuff is gonna fall to the wayside when they're gonna use you again to, to get votes. When you saw and heard the last four, uh, for the last four years, you being used by the Democrats to, uh, to achieve their, their goals and then, and then not being addressed after that ever again. So even though you heard and saw it, your black pride kept you from acknowledging the fact that maybe you were fucking wrong mm -hmm. yeah and how do so i guess the thing is like how how do how do we change it you know because like for me i think uh a lot of what we need to start doing is just reaching out to black lives like not black lives matter inc 
right? But obviously like Black Lives Matter groups and sit them down and have a conversation and be like, hey, listen, um, we're not, at, we're, this isn't, this hasn't worked for you, right? Like exactly what President Trump says, like at what point do you have something to lose at this point? Like we've done more for black communities than Democrats have promised for the last 20 years. Like at a certain point, we got to sit down and meet with these people. And I think we're not getting it through uh, the mediums of, of media and social media, whatever, because we're being censored for like whatever reason, right? And it's like, there's people out there that are like pointing out the ridiculousness of this through like through humor, like what you were doing this week. Um, and I think there's too many people that are like so offended. And I, I don't know, and maybe this is just my take on it, but I feel like the media has gaslighted these people so long for so, so hard for so long that they actually legitimately believe that, you know, this America is a systemically racial place and that everybody hates each other and that all white people hate black people and all Asian people hate black people. And like all the, there's, everyone's against them and everything. And like, if I was a, you know, if I was part of BLM and I actually like, part of the media and I didn't know any better and I didn't research my stuff um, and politics wasn't something that I was really interested in I would I would find it really hard to not feel that way as well right like we saw that a lot with George Floyd is like they shove that in your face and put all these facts and figures in your face and they're like this is what happened George Floyd was killed by a police officer and it's like and then they've ingrained that narrative in there so when you go hey man this guy was rolling on enough fentanyl to kill a small horse like there's other factors that went into his death, but it doesn't change the fact that like, okay, maybe we can work on police reform, cutting the, like, but like, they don't want to do things that are productive. They want to do things that are retributive, right? So like, we see that a lot with Donald Trump and this impeachment trial, right? So like, say Democrats did get the impeachment. It's like, what did, what did that do? It wasn't, it wasn't unit, it wasn't unifying. Um, I don't really think it was a, a effective. I mean, impeaching somebody who's already out of office is like, okay, well, we we're just now we're just kicking sand in their eyes. Um, I don't really think Donald Trump, unfortunately, plans on rerunning again in 2024. So like you just spent the first 30, like basically the first 30 days of the, the Joe Biden administration wasting time kicking sand in the face of the when you could have been doing something productive. And mm -hmm. now in what, six months, these people got to start running for office again. Uh, these con congressional leaders got to start running for office again. It's like, what did that do? And I don't know if, I don't, and maybe uh, that's the solution that I've been looking for a long time. And, and you're starting to, I, you know, you working with accident, what do we do? Like to reach out to people and be like, hey, like conservatives aren't these bad people that everybody says that we are. And we really want to help you. And we really want to pull you up from the ground. And we really mm -hmm. are about the middle class. We really are about the working guy. And we really are mm -hmm. about this you know, this regular movement and we really want to make America great again. How do we, like, how do we break through that? So, you, you know, we, earlier we were just talking about how you, um, instead of immediate gratification, you want to start uh, small, mm -hmm. like you want to make that first Iron Man movie and then you want to start universe building from there, right? So um, I, I'm not saying I am Iron Man, but what I'm saying is, it, yeah, I'm, I'm Iron Man, right? So then, uh, I had to make the Korean conservative account first and I had to start gaining traction there. And then I made the Axit movement account separately for fellow Asian American conservatives to speak their mind, which because they don't, black conservatives have Blexit, Latino conservatives have Lexit. Um, 
even though they're not necessarily involved, Walkaway has a large, uh, large population of LGBTQ conservatives, libertarians, right? Because Walkaway was started by a, a openly gay conservative. So I think a lot of gay people uh, gravitate towards the Walkaway movement. Asians for the longest time, even though they, those three uh, uh, movements have been around for a really, really long time, Asians didn't have our own. And again, I waited for years for someone to do it. And that's my fault for waiting for so long. I, I, look, I'm, I'm Korean. I was culturally brainwashed to not be the speaking out type as well. Even though my high school teachers would probably disagree and be like, no, this asshole's always been talking too much. But anyway, my point is it's, uh, I, someone had to do it first. And so, and, and the reason why I started it first is because Asians culturally, they wait around until someone does something first, but if it's not someone that does, looks, sounds, or, look, uh, or behaves like they do, or, or knows their culture like they do, they, they tend to ignore it. It didn't make any sense for me to start the accent movement um, and then hide my face the whole time. It didn't make sense for me to start the accent movement, say this is for Asian conservatives and uh, use like a voiceover video like some people do on YouTube because it, for all they know, it might be some fucking white guy like starting an accent movement. It wouldn't make any sense. I, that's why I put my face out there like the way that I'm doing now because I, um, I know that they needed to see it first and then it, it, it kind of took off, you know? So um, I needed to make the Korean conservative account first to let them know like, hey, this is real. And then I made the accent account for others to join. And uh, that's just the starting off point, right? So let, let's say the accent movement is the first uh, Avengers movie. So ultimately, and now I've gotten into contact with a lot of verified accounts, um, a lot of higher profile Instagram con conservative influencers. Oh, I hate that word, but yeah, influencers. And uh, now I'm in... Uh, one of the people who I'm in contact with is a uh, GM Florio. She's like a, uh, she's Ken Sowens's like best friend and business manager who's heavily involved with Blexit. So, you know, over time, like if, if you, 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 I'm going to start like wanting to collab with like black conservatives from Blexit and then Latino conservatives from Blexit. Lexit and I have are literally have already been in contact with each other. Like pretty much since the beginning, Lexit has been nothing but warm, kind and gracious to me since I, before I had any of the following that I have now, before I had any clout, before I had any of that, Lexit reached out to me and was like, we love what you're starting. We've been waiting around for fellow Asians to do something or fellow immigrant conservative groups to do something like, yo, let's kick it. Lexit, a lot of, their, a lot of the people that they have over there, they, they, they followed me back. They've been re they reposted all my stuff when I didn't have anything to give them back in terms of a return on investment. And, and they helped me grow. So, and I think the reason why Lexit was so open to doing that is because of the, the shared experience of being immigrant groups, right? Like conservatives are conservatives. I got love for all conservatives, but there is a special bond that happens between immigrant group conservatives. So I think that's why they reached out. My point is over time, I would want to work like closer and closer with Lexit and Blexit and the, the LGBTQ in, in Walkaway, whatever. Uh, and, and then, so that would be, you know, like by the time it, I get to the point where I want to get to, once the accent movement becomes big enough for them to feel like we're worthy enough to like kick it with, it, it would become our end game, right? Our, our Avengers end game. Um, and maybe what we're experiencing now with, with Biden in office is our infinity war, right? Like it, it sucked. The ending sucks. Like, I mean, the ending was good from a theatrical sense, but it sucks because it's not what the heroes don't win. Okay, cool. We'll see what happens when we all get together, when we're able to learn from each other. Like I was just saying, like Asian conservatives for all our good points, we lack critically in the ability to speak out the way that we do. And furthermore, to have fun with it. You know, like 
look, I might post, I might be a fucking dumbass and an asshole, which I don't get me wrong. Like on my own account, I'm, 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 I'm an idiot, you know, but you can't say that I'm not having fun. You can't say that when you watch my videos, you don't smile a little bit. Like you can't, you know, you do. Right. Um, so, uh, or when you, when you, uh, uh, send one of my posts to your friends in their DMs and you both giggle about it. Like, I know you fucking giggle behind the scenes. You're just not doing it. I, I know you do. So it, it, it's um, Asian conservatives can learn a lot from black conservatives, but black conservatives, Latino conservatives can learn a lot from Asian conservatives. Like, yo, like conservatism aside, culturally, there might be some things that you guys are lacking that Asian conservatives do have due to our cultural background. So things like um, study discipline, uh, delayed gratification, uh, staying away from any forms of like criminality. I'm sorry, but the, 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 the crime statistics speak for themselves. Asians just don't do bad shit. We just don't. Nowhere near the level as some of the other demographics do. Y'all can learn from us, right? That's not to say we don't have things that we can learn from, from Black and Latino conservatives. There's so much we can learn. We, Asian conservatives lack passion. I, I'm sorry to say this. We lack passion, fun. We lack, uh, there's so many things that we're lacking that actually would help us improve on a unified conservative front. So, um, I, uh, yeah, so I, my plan would be to start off small the way that I'm doing. Eventually we collab in this big, like conservative sphere. And, um, the more the left sees like just how diverse conservatism actually is versus the minute I, as an Asian conservative went to a BLM rally and said anything that was critical of black American culture. And to see how they would treat me if I lived to tell the story, the world will see at that point, oh shit, maybe, just maybe one side really is more actually inclusive than the other, right? So it, it and then, and then you were pointing at this earlier, but the, the, we have a new wave of conservatives who are not afraid to speak out and, 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 uh, have you noticed that the overwhelming majority of the new conservatives who are not establishment, establishment Republicans who are not afraid to speak out, have you noticed that they skew younger in demographic? Mm -hmm. No, okay. absolutely. Yeah, we got Kimberly Kalaiklik, uh, Madison Cawthorn, yeah. Matt Gates. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Joanne, or, uh, what's her name? She's really hot. What's her name? Uh, I don't remember. There's uh, Lauren Boebert in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So have you noticed? Yeah. So they skew younger, right? Um, or even um, uh, Anna, uh, Anna Paulina, mm -hmm. like they skew younger. So I'm not trying to be an ageist here, but if you notice the overwhelming majority of the people who turned their backs on Trump the, from the establishment Republican side, look at the age demographic that they're in, right? They don't have any, I'm sorry, but like, I'm not trying to be an ageist, but when you're an elderly Republican, you are, you've lost... Uh, just due to lower testosterone and energy levels alone, you've lost your fight. You have no heat anymore. You have no fire. And I, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you're supposed to respect your elders because you're Asian. Fuck off. No, I don't. Or respect is earned, right? That's one thing I don't like about Asian culture. I'm sorry, but respect is earned. Just because you're older in age doesn't mean uh, I have to automatically respect you. So you got all these elderly Republicans going, what? You got all these elderly, elderly Republicans um, trying to they're so slow to condemn the actions of the left, but they're so quick to condemn the actions of fellow young conservatives who speak out because they want to look nice. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the way that I, you and I, the way that I've been speaking with you right now, like some old establishment Republican, some elderly Republicans going to be listening to this is going to be like, 
well, that's not the way we talked in 1954. Take out those dentures and suck my dick. You know what I mean? Like you're, 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 you're nothing. You're nothing. You're, you're, you have no fight. You're, you'd rather capitulate to them because you want to look nice instead of doing what needs to be done. No wonder why they hated Trump so much. No wonder why they couldn't wait to oust him. No wonder why they don't like young conservatives like me, you, or anybody willing to speak out. Because maybe it's just a, a reminder to them that they're, they're done. And the only validation they get now, it has to be from cocktail dinner party invites from elitist leftists. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 um, we're, we're just going to have to learn until they prove themselves otherwise. We're going to just have to learn to not trust elderly establishment Republicans anymore. I'm not saying they're all going to be like that, but look at look at the events of the past couple months. Like we we've seen who all the turncoats are. We've seen the age demographic that they tend to skew. But then we've seen all the who all the fighters are. We've seen what age demographic that tends to skew. We need more. We need younger, more fiery, more fighter type people in the Republican movement. Um, and uh, it's it's. It's going to be hard. It's going to be an uphill battle because the truth of the matter is when you're when you're a part of the, an elderly demographic, you do you are just going to just based on time, money and age alone, you're going to have more power. In, in the political field, you're going to have more power, you know, more people, you know, more people who know more people. So it's going to be an uphill battle, but we need more people like young people because. Because who else is going to fight for us? another elderly geriatric Republican who was like, well, I don't like, I don't agree with the way that you speak. Like you're, you're like two sneezes away from death. Shut up. Yeah. And I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. And I think a lot of, I would even maybe go a little further and say um, that's the call to action. I think I have for anybody who's listening right now is if you don't speak out and you don't do something about it, who will. Right. And for the longest time, it's like we, we expected Donald Trump to do everything for us. And I said, I always joke around that LeBron, it was the LeBron James effect of mm-hmm. Donald Trump, where he was doing so much that everybody else got to stand around and do nothing while, oh, yeah. while uh, he was on the court. LeBron James is no longer on the court. We're the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we got to start turning this franchise around again. And I Come think uh, keep talking. I'm going to brighten up my room a little bit. I'll be right back. I, I'm yeah. literally just blind. Yeah, keep talking about yeah, you're good. Yeah. And I think a lot of it um, goes to the fact of, you know, we just need to we need to go out there and, and just be recruit better. I think, too. I think it's not only just being fighters, but recruiting better because, you know, I want to have fighters out there. But like people like Marjorie Green, we can't be having that kind of shit in in the in the Congress. Right. Like um, you got to clean stuff up. And um, at the end of the day, it's just like exactly what you're talking about. It's just like, it's going to be building a movement and, you know, it might be shitty and not as good at first, like the Thor series, but, you know, eventually we're going to get a Ragnarok. We're eventually going to get our fat Thor. Right. Um, So (laughs) yeah, I mean, we're going to, we're in our dark world time right now. And uh, we're we're, dark world. Dark world had its good moments. All right. It has good moments. It's not. It's not the greatest. It's not. It's not Paramount, Marvel, but you know, it's it's good. Uh, but going into that, you know, just really just just kind of put keeping the push. And I think, like uh, I've said this a long time ago, you know, like the fight for conservative values doesn't stop every November third. 
it's like times like this is like where we make our moment where our opponent's sleeping. I think the Democrats are sleeping right now. I think they're asleep at the at the driver's wheel and they don't think they're I don't I don't think they realize how much people how many people they're losing per day on this stuff. But lit- literally asleep at the driver's wheel on account of his age and dementia and stuff like that. L- literally asleep at the driver's wheel. Um, but what you were saying about um, truth, uh, the whole LeBron James effect, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, you, conservatives did relax a little too much leading up to this election. They're like, ah, we got it in the bag. We got it in the bag. We heavily underestimated, heavily underestimated the left's ability to lie, deceive, and cheat. So while we, because we thought we had it so in the bag because LeBron is on the court, AKA Trump, all we did was party and rally at these Trump rallies, which don't get me wrong, like they, I, I was a part of that too. And, and it didn't serve, it did serve one function. It, it reminded certain liberal cities like Los Angeles, hey, there's more of us here than you think, watch your fucking mouth, right? So believe me, when uh, at the height of the Beverly Hills Trump rallies, like when there were thousands gathered together at this one location in Beverly Hills, it was, it scared a lot of liberals in LA because they were like, oh my God, we didn't know that there was this many people so now they're backtracking and going like, man, we said and did a lot of things in front of Trump's uh, low-key Trump supporters. Like, and if this were any other state, we would have got gotten a motherfucking ass whooping, you know? So it, 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 it did serve a, a function. So I'm not going to downplay the function of that. However, I am going to say we partied a little too much instead of doing grassroots things like um, uh, doing like sit-downs or protests at like uh, uh, voting stations or like, uh, or, or um, not voting stations, but like uh, city hall, places like that to, to try to make it so that we, you couldn't do a mail-in voting, that we had every right to uh, vote in person. Um, you couldn't like shut us down from doing certain things, like especially when it comes to the restaurants and stuff like that. Like we should have done more grassroots thing, like grassroots things like organ- not just have a Trump rally, but ha- organize an entire event of thousands of fellow conservatives to only go to these restaurants, blah, 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 blah. We should have been doing that. Instead, we sat around the whole week waiting for the weekend to come so we can all go party at these Trump rallies again. That was our mistake. I'm more than willing to take credit for for that on behalf of all the Los Angeles uh, conservatives here. We we, we partied a little too too much instead of doing grassroots movement things. Um, And uh, uh, because we underestimated the the opposition, to be be quite honest, we we underestimated them and and we thought Trump had it in the bag. What we didn't take into account was the high level of organized cheating and quite honestly, crime um, that, 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 uh, we were witness to recently. So uh, uh, that whole LeBron James effect of us, the rest of the players just sitting back, relaxing, you know, hopefully we've learned our lesson this time around. So come next election cycle, we drop the whole party thing for just a, just just one year, for just one year, we drop it and we really ramp up the grass, grassroots organization thing. So come next election cycle, let's say, for some strange reason, another weird virus comes into the United States that makes us just so happen to have to stay home to vote again, right? Like, let's just say that comes back around again. This time around, we can actually protest and be like, oh, the fuck no, right? And this time around, they'll be like, close the restaurants. I will be like, fuck no, Um, as opposed to just going to a park and like partying, like, woo, Trump flags everywhere, da, 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 da. We can still do that, but also do some, what, what comes after that? You know, we can't just sit around anymore. Um, granted, 
I'm complicit in that too. So I'm not trying to pass judgment on conservatives all across the United States who, who did that. Cause I was part of that too. That was my mistake too. And um, one thing that I'm going to do come next election cycle or, or any local elections to be quite honest is to utilize, look, I have a relatively humble following currently. Like I, I haven't even broke 10K yet. And even at 10K, it's not really a big thing. I'm just an idiot with a smartphone who happens to post shit. So, but with my humble following both on the Korean conservative account and the exit account, like I'm going to try to mobilize what little platform I have to do my best to push like grassroots movements. Cause if I don't organize the Asian conservatives in this city, like who can to, I'm not trying to be cocky here, but who else is going to do it? So. Absolutely. And so what's the pathway for California to come back? In your, in your mind, what's the, what's the pathway that's going to have to make it happen? Number one thing is getting rid of Gavin Newsom. Because um, for the first time in a while, we, there seems to be kind of a unified front on getting him out. Because there are a lot of liberals who also agree that Newsom and Garcetti did a fucked up ass job. So maybe this is the first step to like turning California. You know, a lot of people have a sneaking suspicion that California is actually red. But due to high levels of corruption and, and stuff like that, it just remained blue. But there was a period of time where California was red. Like in old Hollywood days, California was red. So maybe at the very least, we can turn it purple again, which I'm okay with. There's a balance there. I'm okay with that. Um, and uh, so the first thing would be to get rid of Gavin Newsom. And then we'll see who can take over. Um, there are some conservative names that are being passed around, Republican names that are being passed around to replace him. Most of them I don't even like, even though they're conservatives but we'll see right we'll, we'll see so number one step is to get rid of Gavin Newsom and then it would be to at least for now at least for now just trying to survive I'm not trying to say that to be dramatic but survive in terms of like if you are a conservative right now the left is more Currently, the left and liberals and Democrats in general are more, uh, how should I say this? They're more uh, validated now than ever. So um, tr when I say trying to survive, I mean like even simple things like, like, like social media censorship, like trying to like survive that so you can keep speaking. Um, live, to, live to fight another day. Live to, live to fight another day. Um, if, uh, but I don't know, to be fair, like I don't exactly play the safe route either. Like I I've said this a million times, but so I live in Los Angeles, but I wear my, I have three MAGA hats and I, I switch them out. I wear them everywhere in Los Angeles. I walk around with it. Um, so I don't exactly play it safe either, but also um, maybe, maybe I can be a little more, I can show a little more self-restraint instead of wanting to, instead of like, being a walking build billboard for ass hattery but it's it's also like i don't know but it's conflicting because i'm also not a fucking coward or a liar so i don't know it, it, it's conflicting and there's a lot of conservative young conservative men out there who feel the same kind of conflict like you're inherently you're you're like you're a fighter you're a um you're you're uh not a fighter in terms of the kind that looks for trouble but you're a fighter like you're 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 not a coward you're uh you're, you're virtuous, you're, you're logical, you're um, moral. And so not wanting to capitulate to the left by, by 
continuing to speak out loudly and proudly, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but they're, 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 it has to be tempered. And even I can learn to do this. That it, it has to be tempered with a degree of, of um, tact, um, especially in person, because um, that can get you into real trouble. Although, again, like I walk around everywhere with MAGA hat now, and uh, despite all the online threats that I get, nobody's ever actually stepped foot to me. So weird. But it's um, uh, what we can do right now is to just survive. Uh, if, if to you that means playing it safe out, out there in the real world, sure. If that means staying laying low on the online front, okay, fine. I don't, I don't suggest it because the more – I don't suggest that you lay low too much, though, because – if you lay low for, if too many people lay low for too long, the left really will believe, and it'll just embolden the left even more. Like, oh shit, we really did win. Let, let's fucking, let's get it. So we have to remain active, but I think our efforts can be redirected into grassroots things. So right now, what I'm doing right now is um, I'm only going to restaurants and I'm, I'm imploring fellow conservatives to do the same. I'm only going to restaurants that have chosen to give a big fuck you to California and remain open, right? Even if that means I have to drive all the way to Huntington Beach, even though I'm in Los Angeles now. So um, like supporting fellow patriots in a tangible way with, with business, money, stuff like that, I think that's a really good start because all that does is remind fellow patriots in the area, especially in blue cities, uh, we have connections. We know people, we, we uh, embrace people physically. So uh, like the way Biden does to little girls, but it, it we, you know, we, we can, uh, uh, that's just one step to get people to know each other in person. Cause then when you, you it develops trust and then when you develop trust, you, when, when one, when the person you've actually met in person a number of times before said contacts you online or with via, you know, text or whatever, Hey, would like, you know, like you want to join our, our city hall, sit down and silent protest at, um, uh, to, for this, this, and this, it it gets people to be organized quicker because you already all trust each other after having met in person already. Like I didn't follow you back for the longest time because I do usually have a strict rule about certain things. And, and in, in the field that you and I are in, I, there are people who are pretending to be conservatives online just so you, they, can, they can wait for a post that seems very, very edgy so they can report your post so that they can delete your have Instagram delete your account forever. So my usual rule of thumb for, for following back anybody is if I've never met you in person, it's not going to happen unless you're verified or you're not verified, but everybody knows that you're like a conservative influencer that, you know, but I finally followed you back because after months of not doing so, like it was very clear. Also, one, one thing that helped was the fact that you put your whole fucking face out there on your podcast and your YouTube shows and stuff like that. I mean, if you're doing that, I'm like, okay, you know what? He, okay, you can't exactly fake this because uh, he's too good at faking it. That means outside in the real world, but he goes to a liberal place, he's going to a fucking ass whooping. So he knows that. So that, or, he... that or I'm that good. I'm that good at being so oh, yeah, you're that good. Uh, Dude, Oscar goes too. Uh, and now, you know, you already have your Oscar now, so you might as well diddle a little kid in, uh, in, in Hollywood. If you really want to be Hollywood, you might as well do that. But it's, um, and you get to hang out with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So then you, you uh, that's why I followed you back. But my general rule of thumb is don't until you meet them in person. But the reason why the meeting in person thing is so important to me is because uh, if you have the, the audacity to show up to a Trump rally for the world to see unmasked, I'm going to, I'm going to believe you more. Like, I'm going to believe you. You had the audacity to come here. Okay. I believe you now. So that's what I mean. Like, 
the more we support fellow patriots in person and, and make connections in person, it galvanizes us to be a, a stronger and more trust, trustworthy and reliable unit to do grassroots movement th things on a political level, like uh, sit-ins, um, silent protests, marches um, that have to do with politics straight up, right? If we want to get someone out of office, okay, we can organize physically to do that. If we want to put someone in office, we get together physically to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, COVID has restricted us from doing that as much as we want to. But now that the that other side got what they wanted and every, the cities everywhere seem to magically be reopening, allowing like gatherings and stuff like that, now we'll see what happens. But again, bringing it back full circle, what we can't do is sit around and wait for someone else to do it anymore, right? We can't just go online and, and say and do stuff thinking that you've done your part in the political movement. Oh, I made an edgy comment on the Korean conservatives uh, uh, last post. Yeah, I did something for the conservative movement. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. you didn't. You didn't really do anything, right? But you can, you can, if you like my shit that I post on there and I tell you, hey, I'm going to be here, here and here to rally for this, this and this, or, or I'm going to be supporting this, this and this person, join me here. That's one thing I can do with my platforms as, as, as humble and small as it is. That's one thing that I can do. And in doing so, um, I show, I help to show the world one step, step at a time. Oh, you guys think conservatives are white supremacist racist here. You're wrong. And here's what it is. And then they'll be like, yeah, but you're Asians and Asians are white adjacent. So you're not really proving anything. Okay. That's why I would get together with Blexit, Lexit, walk away, get together as a unit and be like, Oh, is, is that what you thought? Cause I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they don't view me as white. First of all, you shouldn't be viewing anybody by skin color anyway. But what I'm saying is to the, to the naked eye, obviously none of us here are white. The only people that seem to have this thing with white people of color divide is your side, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're kind of running short on time, but if people want to follow you, get, you know, go find more information on you. I, I recommend it. Where do they go? Uh, so on Instagram, I'm the Korean conservative. It's, it's literally how it's spelled. No spaces, nothing like that. Um, the accent movement, the movement that I started for Asian conservatives to tell their story about conservatism or libertarianism, it's um, the accent movement. So accent is spelled A-X-I-T, the accent movement. It's exactly how it's spelled. Um, so the, the Instagram accounts are the primary ones, but just as a backup um, on Facebook, it's also the Korean conservative, exactly how it's spelled. I used to have a parlor. Everyone used to have a parlor. RIP parlor, huh? Yeah. And then um, um, I, there actually, I do on YouTube, I do have one video up. It's, it's, I, you could say this YouTube video is my thesis statement, um, but it's the Korean conservative on YouTube. And I do technically have a Twitter, the Korean conservative. And the Accent Movement also has a Twitter, the Accent Movement, but it has nothing on there because, I mean, with my big mouth, I'll be banned from Twitter in like two days. So that's why I didn't really post anything. But if you wanted to follow it as some sort of backup, feel free to do so. Awesome. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate yeah, no it. Uh, Shit, I sure. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? I'm going to get you to verbally commit. We're going to throw a huge rally in LA and I'll come up there and I'll I'll be there in person with my Trump flag. So, you hey, know, that I, hey, let's get a pop in this. Do it. Um, yeah. But uh, again, guys, make sure you follow us at Done Right Podcast on 
Instagram um, and definitely on YouTube. And then make sure you go to nrnpluspelledout.com um, to sign up for the new right network. Uh, it's how you support conservatives uh, like us to get more content out there, get more news and, and stuff like this, because this stuff doesn't come free, the cameras and all this stuff, the content. Um, so go out and support them and uh, for helping support me. So thank you so much for coming on, Daniel. And I uh, can't wait to see you in LA. Peace.